A group of Team Neil Rocket Galactic's elite admins have been assigned a secret mission to procure a mysterious and valuable artifact from ruins in the Sinnoh region. Among them are Officer Callisto, a confident and ruthless leader of Grunt Task Forces, General Rada, an unyielding soldier and reckless demolitionist who has never been defeated, Informant Semele, a cruel and cunning woman assigned to extracting information from high-profile targets, and Uranus, a physically meek but highly effective master of espionage and deceit. Will Team NRG be able to exact their sinister plans? Find out now on Dunsparce and Drampa. Welcome aboard the NRG Renegade, NRG's Zeppelin-class mothership, the largest and most powerful airship in the Team Neo Rocket Galactic fleet. Nearing 1,000 feet in length, this legendary ship floats high in the troposphere, where powered by plasma arc engines can travel up to speeds approaching Mach 1, or approximately 750 miles per hour. It is outfitted with an array of photon cannons capable of leveling a small town or going toe-to-toe -to -toe with any nation's finest naval vessel. The Renegade is home to nearly 300 permanent crew, consisting of dozens of engineers, mechanics, some of the world's greatest scientists, and a hearty entourage of Team Energy's most skilled grunts, sourced largely from the currently defunct Team Rocket, Team Galactic, and a spattering of individuals from Team Magma and Team Aqua. By combining the tenets of Master Giovanni's abilities to successfully organize a criminal syndicate and leverage money and political power by any means necessary, and the philosophies of Master Cyrus and his unyielding ambition to create a perfect world, even a perfect universe, by tampering with powers and realms no individual has the right to, Team NRG is poised to take over the entire world. All they need is some time and for no one to interfere. With thousands of members across the world, with heaviest deployments from Kanto and Sinnoh, NRG requires charismatic leaders and masterful strategists to com competently enforce their vision using unparalleled strength. Team Neo Rocket Galactic has six admins, all who are capable leaders who enforce code with an iron fist. Firstly, there's Officer Callisto, a menacing woman from the Ore region near Unova, who makes difficult decisions easily and executes them even more so. She is a jack-of-all-trades and quick to adapt to any adversity. She is most often assigned to train grunts and handle initiation processes. She is often assigned to travel between bases to ensure all crew are working to their utmost effectiveness, lest they fall victim to Mightyena's crippling bite. General Rada is a staggeringly tall and muscular Sinoan man who has never taken no for an answer. Rada takes the front line of any militaristic operation and has a thirst for combat that is never satiated. A civilian's report rumors witnessing Rada and his Agron take on 300 trained Royal Colossian guards by themselves and exit with barely a scratch. Another admin from Sinnoh is Agent Uranus. Yuri may be the youngest of the executives, but he is eager to prove himself, and as a result often tasks himself with administrative duties that he isn't honestly qualified to handle. Despite this, all of his diplomatic missions tend to resolve successfully when he's prepared, if you define your definition of diplomacy as always getting what you want. His Basque Legion strikes terror into his adversaries and can disappear into shadows at a moment's notice. Informant Semele is a Cantonian admin from Giovanni's original cabinet. She is a terrifying extractor of information who has never allowed an individual to get away with knowing more than they are supposed to. She is an unparalleled interrogator and assassin when necessary, whose terrifying Malamar is capable of twisting the minds of those she seeks to extract information from. Conspirator Enyo is a Colossian individual who serves the right hand of the commander. She is capable of devising terrible schemes and strategies that ensure the success of the ruling executive's visions. She may be small and physically frail, but her mental might is unparalleled, and her close bond with her Gardevoir ensures her safety. 
Lastly is the top-ranked admin, the executive of Team NRG, the commander. Their history is not well known, and very few outside of the admin team have spent time in their presence. They may be elusive, but despite this, no one dares disobey their orders, not even the admins. Callisto, Uranus, Rada, and Semele are milling about in different locations aboard the Renegade when a signal comes in on their wrist transceiver to head to the bridge to meet Enyo, who has recently received a new mission from the commander. The remaining admins will begin to head out to meet her. Who wants to go first? Rada always leads the charge. All right. So CJ, we're, we got you playing Rada. Are you ready? Absolutely. Okay. Roll a d20. Three. Great. When Rada receives this message on his transceiver, he is inside of his quarters reading a book. Would you care to provide any flavor to Rada and what he may look like or what he may think or what he's currently doing? Rada gets the transmission, slams the book to the ground. During my reading time? Ah! This is for me! Perfect. (laughs) Rada's a menacing man. Ruthless, uncontrollable, stubborn, destructive, but he likes to read. So it's his, it's his me time. Gotta have his me time. He is he's not happy with the kerfuffle, but begrudgingly, it's from the commander, so he will oblige. I love that. So yes, General Rada receives his transmission and begrudgingly sets down his novel and heads towards the bridge using the turbo lift. The fastest way to get around the renegade. Semele is going to be next. Uh, mm-hmm. Please roll a d20. Three. You roll again. <laughs> <laughs> you can't also be reading a book. I got another three. <sighs> okay, so maybe, maybe we just commit. Time. Maybe we, this is the gods telling <laughs> us. Everyone's just reading twice. a book. <laughs> okay, yeah. If you roll a three twice, great. This it's is, meant to be. This is some classic our table kind of thing to happen. Surprisingly, uh, down the hall where all of the admin quarters are, Semele is also in her quarters reading a book please. the same book <laughs> <laughs> please describe uh Semily's reaction and what they look like how they feel and maybe what book they're reading Semily's reading a book it's kind of like a self-help style book but it's like how to get the information you want when you want it oh um <laughs> it's like the secret for edgy people she kind of like looks at uh the notification finishes like the paragraph or like page that she's reading closes the book and kind of starts making her way up. Like not in a super rush, but like she's moving. Got it. Great. And Semily does exactly that. Also probably taking the turbo lift as the quarters are kind of central to the vessel and the bridge is at the top and at the front. Uranus roll a three. Or roll a three. <laughs> you can roll a three. I roll a three. <laughs> a four, roll a three, dude. So I keep rolling till I get a three? <laughs> no, just yeah, roll. Because I rolled a six. Okay, great. That's, we'll keep that. Uranus is reading two books. <laughs> One in each Twice the length. If you really want to be reading a book, you can, but you'll be in a different location. Uranus, Agent Uranus, a.k.a. Yuri, is in the cafeteria grabbing a snack. Uh, if you would please describe for us perhaps what kind of snack or meal Yuri is having, what he's like, maybe any additional descriptions or flavor you want to give. What kind of meal exudes like small dick energy? Dino nuggies. Oh, come on. I have those all the time. <laughs> Wait, whoa. Hey. hey. That was a direct attack. I'm sorry. Like four I'm people. so sorry. <laughs> that, was, that was an assault. You're out. You're, you're banned. <laughs> 
play. You don't even get to play. Please leave. Just just plain celery. <laughs> yes. yes, he is. Maybe like some peanut butter, but he's like eyeing the peanut butter more than he's actually eating the peanut butter. But he's just munching on the celery. That's great. That's no, like the ants on a log, so it's got no, like the raisins he eats on them it. Separately, he eats a little bit of celery and then like puts his <laughs> finger in the peanut butter. Yeah. And just, and he can't put them together because like, he likes to keep his food doing? separated. Like, oh. He has raisins too. He just like does all three, but they're all separate. It's like deconstructed. <laughs> Reese's peanut butter and celery. That's perfect. What would his, what would his logic be for doing that? Oh, he just um, likes to keep his food separated. They can't touch. Yep, what? that'd be it. Okay, perfect. <laughs> um, that is what Yuri is doing. He's having a deconstructed meal for some reason. Does he have Every meals deconstructed? Does he have any inhibitions about going to the bridge? No, he's probably going to try to like at least grab the celery and then like be munching on the celery on his way. To the bridge. He's like, I gotta finish my meal. Great. He he has that sort of authority over himself, which is very good. That leaves us one more admin to check in on. As the message came from Enyo, Grace, would you please roll a d20? Absolutely. Thirteen. Nice. Oh, this is great. There's three in it. Yeah, true. And what the other one was a six. It's 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 three (laughs) time, baby. Callisto, Officer Callisto is in the recreation center at the gym having a workout uh, when she receives the notification. Please provide any flavor description of activity, uh, what she might look like, if you so wish. Yeah. She's she's lifting a lot. Like, <laughs> it's, like, disproportionate to, like, what a woman of her size should be able to lift. Although she is very tall. And she's getting into the workout for sure. Uh, so when... when uh, when the uh, call comes through, the notification, she's probably like, I don't know. I don't know names of workouts. <laughs> Same. Um, you just throw like a, a movement plus a Pokemon, right? She's just like deadlifting. The, like the Snover Lunge or something. Yeah, she's like, yeah, she's like deadlifting, um, like a feel shaped um, like medicine. This is very SpongeBob-esque if you describe it that way. <laughs> but it's very big, though. I, I know, but it just sounds like just the two spheres on the end of it. It's just like the fluffy gym that SpongeBob has. <laughs> okay, maybe we pick a, a more intimidating Pokemon. You're right. Like Walrein. Like if you just pick the bigger version. Sure. Yeah. Walrein-shaped dumbbell. I guess I don't know. Um, what can we? Do? And when the notification comes through, she just slams it on the ground. And I'm assuming there's other people also working out in the gym. Sure, yeah. She's going to, like, before she leaves, uh, point at one of the punier-looking people working out in the gym and tell them to do better and then leave. Perfect. Uh, and probably stop and and change before going to wherever we're meeting. Great. Now I will have everyone roll a d20 and add their decks. I got an eight. Okay. I got a three. <laughs> are you serious? Oh my Y'all's eyes are weighted. Y'all bought the same braided die, and they're weighted. They're, that's, they're digital. It's the digital dice roller, bro. Okay. Am I the only one rolling uh, real die here? I got a dirty 22. Nice. Shit, who got the eight? Callisto. I did, yes. Great. Correct. Okay. All of the admins have received their message, stopped what they are doing, and head towards the bridge to meet with Enyo to receive their next mission. Strolling in 
casually with his lanky long body first to the bridge is Yuri. Uh, very, very punctual, very on time despite munching on what looks to be a giant stalk of celery. Far larger than, there's definitely some GMO celery going on. Does Yuri make any sort of uh, proclamation announcement? He's arrived to the bridge. There are many people working. Uh, does he have a catchphrase or anything he wants to say as he enters? Yeah, he busts in and he's like, I'm here. I'm here. Don't worry. I'm going to be able to fix it. Love it. Enyo gives a acknowledging nod and next enters Semily. Semily is the next to enter the bridge, joined by her Malamar. Does she have any sort of statements or proclamations? orders of business as she goes to unite with Uranus and Enyo. She kind of like walks in and like gives a nod to Enyo. No words. Very serious. Perfect. Up next is Callisto. Uh, Callisto is entering with Mightyena at her side. She changed out of her gym clothes quite quickly. Same question to you. Does uh, Callisto make any sort of entrance? Yeah. Um. Definitely can hear her before you see her with her heeled boots that are specifically made to be louder. And as she enters, she says, what's the situation? Love it. Last but not least, Rada comes roaring in. Or perhaps not roaring in, because I would like to hear what sort of description that we have he's for He's certainly Rada. not roaring in. He's just, alas, because he's begrudgingly disappointed he had to put his book down. Yeah. And he's just like, ah, let's get this over with. Perfect. Enyo gathers you around in the bridge. It's a great bridge. It's, you know, I hate to drop this reference, but it kind of looks like a Star Trek bridge, right? There's a few seats like kind of in the middle. There's a lot of working stations and operations. Uh, there are lots of energy uh, grunts and engineers about that are controlling, um, you know, the the pitch of the vessel and how fast it's going and where it's going, etc. There's people who are just monitoring security things. And Enyo is stationed in the center of the bridge. And you all gather around her. She's a small woman, and her Gardevoir is present, just kind of sitting next to her, patiently. Enyo says, Listen up, team. We have a new mission from Commander. An artifact has been identified in Snowpoint Temple in the Sinnoh region. I've already prepared a shuttle for your departure. Commander has requested that I stay here with Renegade. Be prepared for combat. Legend has it that the native Pokemon inhabiting the temple are hostile to intruders. And while you're on the mission, don't forget the Commander's Protocol roll for history on the commander's protocol. yes that's what i was looking for yeah <laughs> i may have remembered the commander's protocol great we'll ship it it makes sense that you guys would want to but i wanted to kind of keep you on your toes and you know, specifies extract any pokemon that you encounter that you suspect has the ghost typing also callisto please take recruit nolan with you he's local to the area and is in need of a training exercise uh and gestures to a very meek little man uh he hardly looks like he could be older than 16 um, and he, uh, is look like, looks like he's ready for action. His uniform's a little oversized and he stands up and he gives a salute and he says, uh, I'm looking forward to the mission. I hope he survives. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, he immediately is, uh, gets a, puts his salute down and he has this expression of concern on his face. Uh, I could take him or leave him. This place is crowded. Enyo hands the four of you one mysterious invention. It is a NRG ball. It's a mysterious Pokeball that is capable of capturing even trainer-owned Pokemon that is particularly effective on ghost types. Uh, Enyo says, very well. If you take the turbo lift to the shuttle bay, they'll be waiting for you. Best wishes on your mission. Did we each get one energy yeah, ball or as a group you, we got you one? You each get one. You each get one. Okay. Cool beans. 
Any orders of business before you all turbo lift to the shuttle bay? Nope. Um, nope. All good. I would like to extend an opportunity for awkward small talk in the elevator turbo lift, if you so wish, but it's not required. I would just like to see if any of you have any RP moments you would like. Who was reading the book besides me? It was Emily. Yeah, it was Emily. Mm-hmm. I like to think that we're part of the same energy book. <laughs> Great, Assembly. Uh, what do you What do you been reading? Books on how to torture. <laughs> oh, what What one are you on? I've been reading the series about that stuff. How to get the information you want when you want it, Volume Three. Oh, uh, that's a good one. It's been a while since I read that. I might have to brush up. Uh, Nolan, who has joined you, is looking increasingly nervous. He was confident at first, but. This elevator conversation has him even more worried. I've been sticking to my romance novels myself. Gotta break the tension a little bit. Place wears you down otherwise. I love this arc. Anything else? I just want to make sure everyone gets their words out. I will take that as a no. The four NRG admins plus Nolan arrive at the shuttle bay. Uh, There is like a mini kind of airship that comfortably seats like six people. And you can all shuffle in. And there's a driver. And they are about to take you down to Snowpoint City. And that they do. The shuttle docks in Snowpoint City, just over the water, where there is, a, in fact, a naval dock. Um, but uh, it, perks, it plops itself. Well, not really plops. It hovers next to the dock, and you are all able to exit. Snowpoint City is a quaint town that is probably one of the northernmost habitable areas on the planet. Uh, it is very cold. There is snow underneath your boots as you step out. The arrival of the shuttle has drawn some attention of the locals. Uh, There are people who were cautiously wandering around in this midday snowy afternoon who saw the shuttle arrive and they quietly side-eye and they return to their homes. Uh, There's a few people, namely um, some older men and some children, who uh, stand and stare at the lot of you coming in. There is a Pokemon gym in this town, but it doesn't seem like there's particular activity there at the moment. But you can see a couple eyes peering out from the windows. Um, are there, is there anything that you'd like to do in Snowpoint City before you head up north to the temple? No. We have anything to worry about. No unnecessary destruction. No. Great. Nice and confident. We're mission focused. Mm. Of course you are. Yeah, you all march through town to get to the northern side. There is... No one's standing guard, seemingly, uh, as you walk up to breach the temple's initial steps. You hear the voice of a child say, Stop right there! I don't know what you're doing here, but this place isn't for you! And there's, like, a small, like, five-year-old kid, and uh, he's standing there with a pokeball in his hand, and he's facing the five of you down, and he looks very angry. What do you do? I punt him. Just, I was just, about to say, can Semele, like, kick him in the face? Sure, you can both go for kicking this kid in the face. Uh, you do have to roll dex checks. He's small, so his armor class is good. Is that how that works? Yes. Mm. Semele didn't do that this time. Okay. That was like a five. Okay. I got a 16. Okay, a 16 will connect with the kid. The kid gets punted. Uh, roll a d6 plus your strength or dex, whichever's higher. That's an even 10. Okay. He falls back into the snow. He says, ow! And uh, he is frustrated. He says, Charlemagne, help me! And he throws out his Pokeball, and out comes like a, what is best described as a cloud of dark purple gas 
with a big eyes and a big toothy grin. Um, and it looks at the five of you very angrily. Uh, and it will swing a lick at Yuri. Uh, getting a natural three. It will not connect. This kid, is at this point, is pretty easily walk-aroundable, but he is also not giving up. Do we mm. torture? Do we... Semley has been reading that book. <laughs> what are we looking for in the temple? Your note was that you were to find an artifact at the heart of the temple. Uh, Semley walks past the, I'm assuming, ghastly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Walks, like, right up to the kid and, like, grabs him by the collar. Mm-hmm. Do you know anything about an artifact here? The kid... Makes a check. He says, I don't know what that word means, but my people's history is in there. You can't just go in there and mess with it. Toss him. He's useless to us. Yeah, I toss him. Toss him in the snow. You do that. At this point, he is crushed. Not like literally, but spiritually and mentally. Um, He will not be getting back up. He just kind of lays in the snow, frustrated. And no one is stopping you from entering the temple. If that was our security, this is going to be a breeze. <laughs> Semily points at the ghastly. He's like, you tend to your human. And <laughs> like, walk, continues into the temple. Great. Uh, yep. Before we so, continue. Yes. I was just going to say, before we continue, uh, I will tell Noland, make sure that this one does not follow us inside. Nolan says, yes, ma'am, officer, ma'am, I will do exactly that. And uh, follows you all in backwards. Uh, he walks backwards up the stairs. And actually, he's going to make a dex check because of that. Um, he passes. Okay. <laughs> he won't fall over. The lot of you walk into Snowpoint Temple. This is a holy place, a revered place. Uh, it is also notably colder inside than it is outside, which is peculiar. It is a roughly 80 by 60 foot square temple. That appears to have descending floors within it. It seems like there is frost and ice forming on the ground, as well as on six vertical columns that uh, find themselves about 20 foot in on the left and right and spaced out about 15 feet. Um, So there's like three. How do I best describe this? There's three vertical columns uh, part ways into this mostly square shaped room, if you can picture that. Um, and they're spaced at about 15 feet apart. It, it is assumed that these columns, these pillars support the whole temple, so they would probably go up and down through the whole thing. You see before you a group of Pokemon watching cautiously. Uh, there is a metallic Pokemon that is shaped like a bell that hides behind a pillar as you enter. Um, you see a gang of four Sneasel who uh, all hop out kind of behind pillars and draw their claws, and they stare at you cautiously. It does not seem that they are about to attack. Um, There are lots of artwork and engravings all over the walls and on the pillars. Some of the artwork is damaged. And at the far wall on the northern end, you do, in fact, see a staircase. Uh, I think I'll pull out Aggron in case we get a little bit ambushed. I feeling we're not really welcome here. (laughs) Great. You can do that. Um, let them try if they want. Yeah, uh, I would like, I would to, like see them to roll. Try. <laughs> I would like to roll investigation on. I guess not investigation. I'm just trying to see if I can see, like what we want in the room. Sure. Yeah, you can just <clears throat> make a general. We'll say wisdom check because you're not looking for something specific. Why does Yuri roll 
so much better than Trement. <laughs> that's a 19. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty pretty freaking good. Uh, it seems that this is the most public part of the temple. It seems that maybe people come in here to worship, perhaps. Um, there are like stone seats that seem to be around, um, especially close to where there are inscriptions on the walls. Um, it doesn't seem like that there are any like physical objects that aren't part of the structure, if that makes sense. Like there's nothing that could really be taken or removed in this particular floor based on your check. Okay. Moving up. Actually moving down. Moving down. Yeah. Checking in with everyone. Yeah. And Agron comes out, correct? Right. Uh, can you give me a charisma for Agron? Uh, nine. Nine. Cool. Yeah. Agron flies out of the pokeball and smashes onto the ground and you hear the sound of like some ice shattering actually uh not rada i want someone else to roll callisto roll me a wisdom check gotcha three that isn't good enough great (laughs) rada hits the ground and the whole temple kind of shakes a little bit uh, this is a this is a pretty sizable, pretty powerful Agron, and the Sneasels, while still prepared for combat, are definitely not interested in fighting now. Uh, Semele also lets out Malamar. Malamar, great. Um, give me also give me. Squish. Sorry, it's more of a squish when that one lands. Yeah, out, yeah, but... yeah, yeah. Uh, also, give me a charisma check for Malamar. Six. Great, you guys are getting kind of similar roles. Wait, was the Agron was a six too, right? Agron was a nine. Nine. Okay. Still multiples of three. It's a multiple of three day, apparently. That's um, all rolled, yeah. Yeah. Malamar exits the Pokeball, and the moment it does, all of the admins feel kind of a presence that they at this point are familiar with, but there is just like a, a feeling in the air of just malice. Just a, a really awful, awful energy coming from this dark and psychic type squid looking Pokemon that seems to have no inherent morality. Um anything else for the party before they descend? No. I'm ready nope. to go. Here, here's an idea. I'm improvising this. I would like each player to roll a D100. Fabulous. That could, that could be two D10s and you just decide which digit is which, or you can just use an online calculator. You're going to crap yourself. Don't. I rolled a 33. Oh my God. <laughs> 47. Um, I got a 45. Uh, 76. Okay, that is everyone. Nolan says, well, I feel like I got to have my Pokemon ready to go too. And he clutches a Pokeball that's at his belt, and he sends out a little too cute of a crow Pokemon. It looks like it's wearing a little hat, um, and it kind of it doesn't touch the ground because it doesn't like the cold on its feet, and it caws. It goes, Wah! and you have met Nolan and Nolan's Murkrow at this point. Very Whatever cool. Whatever year he sees the cute Murkrow, he snickers a little bit. He's like, <laughs> Rightfully so. Um, Murkrow's going to make a save. Murkrow's embarrassed. Murkrow feels weak. Great. Now the party will descend. The shape of this chamber, the second floor down, is largely the same. Um, it seems like there is uh, the the all of the things in the room, like the inscriptions and the pillars, are in slightly better shape because less people come around here. However, there is something that is very interesting uh, at the far corner of the room, where the next flight of stairs down would be. There is a kind of a collapsed hunk of metal that seems to be vaguely in in an intentional shape, um, and it appears to be damaged. Surrounding it, in front of it, is currently a sleeping Pokemon that is a giant metal snake um, blocking the door to the next floor. Let's destroy it. 
<laughs> the classic, dude. It cracks knuckles. Well, it's sleeping. Exactly and what does that change why things? We destroy it. I I'm trying to think like what what kind of psychic abilities does Malamar have like outside of moves? Uh, Malamar has basic telekinesis. Uh, can move objects within certain weights with its mind. Mm, it which probably I'm assuming the big snake is not within. Yeah, probably certainly not. not Steelix. No, yeah. certainly not Steelix. Um, it has hypnosis powers, powers of suggestion. It can tell the sleeping steel. Let's let's inception into its dreams with the hypnosis and then tell it that it should just like roll over. Real? Easy. Sure. No. Can Don't I try, try that. that? You can try. <laughs> Do you want to try? I will let you try. Certainly. Okay, Malamar will make an intelligence check against the Steelix. Usually when things are sleeping, I'd give you a bonus, but this is like a bonus specific activity. So I or a bonus. This is a sleep specific activity. So I'm not gonna uh, that's do that. A six. It's a six. Uh Malamar is it's feeling maybe happening. a little chilly or just isn't really sure how to get into this mind of, of this creature and is unable to um convince it of anything. Let's see if the the suggestion through dreams is enough to wake it up. Uh it is not. It stays slumbering, but it twitches a little and you hear like kind of a grunt. Who hasn't rolled in a while? Yuri, give me a wisdom check. Plus zero. That is a good 12. 12's pretty good. I don't think I've rolled under 10 today on a d20 at least. As the Steelix, I'll just reveal it's a Steelix because there's not many giant metal snake Pokemon. As the Steelix stirs, um, Yuri notices that uh, as the room trembles a little bit, there are big old icicles that dangle from the ceiling that kind of rumble. None of them fall, but it seems like that is something that could potentially happen. They're pretty much everywhere. Also, yeah, that's what we'll call it for now. I'll let you guys figure this puzzle. I'm not going to do anything. How strong is Rada and Agron if they do like a team lift? Um, they're pretty strong. I would suggest that, especially a sleeping Steelix, depending on how they roll, they could push it or pull it. I don't think they could lift it. Um, no, lifting it. Question for the size of that thing. Yeah, but um, they could they could move it. Not gonna promise that it won't wake up as a result. Right. Imagine he sleeps through that. What's the metal thing that looks like it's broken? You want to take a look at it? Yes. Great. Yeah, give me investigation. Thirteen. 13's pretty good. Um, you aren't exactly sure what this is. It looks to be, like, mechanical in nature. Um, it has a vaguely, very vaguely humanoid shape. Um, if it were humanoid, it would be face down. Uh, and you can see that it has long, slender, three-fingered hands that appear to almost have, like, lights on them. There's a transparency to them that makes them appear like maybe they are turned off. You have rolled high enough to observe that where its back would be, there is a square-shaped hole. It is things like, sorry, it's like seven feet long, uh, and it looks like it's made of metal. Are there, like, wires inside of it? Um, you didn't roll high enough to know. Okay. So it looks like... Maybe there's something that gets put into the back mm -hmm. of it to activate it. Um, I will tell Noland, investigate the room and find a square object that could fit into this hole. Nolan says, yes, ma'am, Callisto, ma'am. And uh, he and his little Murkrow buddy uh, walk around. They, they investigate the room. Nolan is going to make a dexterity check yet again. As he discovers, he gets a three. As he discovers, uh, it's gotten increasingly icy. And as he moves to the far walls, he slips. Uh, and he falls. And let's see... Yeah, we'll, we'll get a check from him. That's fine. 
Um, once again, Yuri notices that the icicles on the ceiling kind of rumble and tremble as as Yuri falls, but they do not uh, fall to the ground. Um, and he is embarrassed and he cleans himself up with the assistance of Murkrow and he, he continues to investigate. Um, while that's happening, is anyone else checking anything out or trying a strategy to get past this? I do kind of want to lift it. Or not lift it, but drag it. Could I... Do I identify any spot in the room where icicles wouldn't fall on me if I were... if they were to crash down? One more one more roll. One more roll. 17. 17! Yeah! Absolutely. Um, you identify a couple pockets. There's like a five foot perimeter around each pillar where there are no icicles present. Furthermore, um, directly above the sleeping Steelix and whatever the steel machine is, um, there also are no icicles that would fall. Okay. I would like to move to the closest pocket to me. Maybe okay. not the Steelix one. Sure. Um, one of the pillars. Yeah. And then, ooh, I'm at a pillar. Yeah, um, I'm going to have Basque Legion, which has been hiding in my shadow the entire time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to have him maybe go for an attack, just kind of slam himself against the pillar just to make them all fall. Okay, great. Um, roll roll just a, a strength check on the pillar, I suppose. From Basque Legion? Yes. Oh, Basque Legion's strong as hell. Yeah. That's a tough, uh, tough fish. <laughs> That's a dirty 21. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, Basque Legion appears from uh, Yuri's shadow that no one particularly knew was there. And this terrifying fish monster um, slams its previously incorporeal body into uh, this pillar and rumbles the room. Did Yuri give any kind of notice to his teammates or no? No. That works. That works for me. Um, everyone must make a DC 13 deck save or be smashed by a falling icicle. Nah, dude, I'm going to punch the icicles. That's a cool idea. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, sure. Um, Emily got a six. Six. Yeah, okay. I got a nine. Okay. For Rada, you can go for the punch. You will take more damage if it fails. I like, we'll make it a strength check, but it'll be worse punishment. Does that work? Oh, okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Cool. Oh, I crit. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, <laughs> that's really cool. Not a three. Yeah. Uh, Doesn't so, give a shit. <laughs> so Yuri and Basque Legion take no damage from the falling icicles because they put themselves in a good situation. Um, Nolan takes damage, as does Semele and Callisto. Uh, they take just uh, eight points of falling ice damage. Not too bad. Uh, Rada sees an icicle descending upon him and he just punches it and it just shatters. Uh, very impressive. Very cool. Uh, do you have any additional flavor to that? <laughs> Agra gives him a little clap. <laughs> a clap? <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, Why is this turned into like the softest like villain? <laughs> it's great. No, it's good. Uh, Agron clapping may not be particularly quiet though. Can you get a, no. a, a stealth a dex check for Agron? Eleven. Uh, in combination with the pillar smash, that is not quite enough. Uh, the clapping of Agron stirs Steelix, and uh, its 
the segments of its body begin to spin and word of life as it uh, extends its body up like uh, how I'm trying not to say erect. How do you describe something that gets off the ground? <laughs> upright. Upright. Thank you. Thank you, God. Uh, ever since that moment, I just can't escape it. I'm like, don't say erect, don't say erect. And then it's like my erect. brain can't find another word. Okay. Uh, Steelix moves its body upright and it faces you all down. And it noticeably, it coils its tail around the strange metal thing that is lying in front of the door. And it lets out a, a metallic roar. Um, you are welcome to roll initiative. Um, before, like in before that, in response to the icicles crashing into this, I'd like to yell at Yuri uh, and say, "By endangering us, you're endangering the mission. Don't do that again." And then I'll be ready to roll initiative. Love that. Yuri just kind of shrugs his shoulders. He's like, "Whatever, bitch." Oh! <laughs> Emily glares at Yuri. Great. Like also does not care. I was layers. blissfully unaware. I just punched an icicle. It didn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Perfect. 21 for initiative. Great. 16. Okay. 8. Okay. You're only mad because you didn't dodge it. What did Yuri get? Oh. uh, 10. Okay. That was with the modifier, so that was the first time I rolled under 10 today. Grace, you were going to say something? Yes, I would like to say that Mighty Ida is coming out, uh, and thus Intimidate uh, shall be in effect. Can you read that real quick? Yes. So at the start of combat, as a bonus action, I can impose disadvantage on an enemy of your choice, and I'm debating putting it on Yuri for that comment, but I will put <laughs> it on the Steelix. Great. Okay. Semele is up first. Um, remember... This is initiative. It's not necessarily combat. We are just taking turns. But of course, you are welcome to fight. I just want to make that clear. Can I do an action and have Malamar do an action? Yes, that is our standard Dundra turn economy. Okay. So, just wanted to make sure. Mm-hmm. Um, how close is Simile to Yuri? We will say that you are all within a thirty foot circle of each other, except for Nolan, because you sent off Nolan to go investigate stuff. Because I really want to grab Yuri by the collar and be like, don't ever do that again. You're welcome to. Uh, I think if Yuri... That would be my whole turn, though. Right? Okay. Depending on how far away I am. Um, no. Okay. If Mighty is your partner, Mighty Anna can intuit something. Um, definitely. But You mean Malamar? Sorry, fuck. I keep switching you guys up. Yes. Malamar. Also... If Yuri doesn't like consent to the collar grab, which seems to be Semele's thing now, uh, then it's going to be an opposed dex-, dex check to see if you can actually get him. Careful, he's a slippery. Do you little... consent <laughs> um, to a um, collar grab? I feel like if we've traveled together a lot and this is her thing, he's kind of used to it. Yeah, so he let it happen. So I imagine like he lets her grab his collar, but he just has a big shit-eating grin the entire time. I like it. <laughs> yep. That works. Yeah. Are you trying to give him work. a talking to, or do you like actually want to have an influence on him? Are we, are we doing she, PvP? Is that what's going to happen? Maybe. Very clear that she is not thrilled. Okay, it's a certain. Would rather to. have done this whole thing by herself. Uh, yeah, that message comes across. Whether or not um, Yuri takes it to heart is his decision. He doesn't. Right. Great. Great. Uh, Malamar can do a thing. Not a not too uh, complicated thing, but a thing. Psycho cut. Psycho cut, sure. On the Steelix. Roll to hit. 
It doesn't hit. I got a three. What my is only with good threes? Role was my, my only good roll was my initiative roll. That's fine. Yeah, Malmar shoots off a psycho cut from one of its tentacles, and it just connects with Steelix's armor, and Steelix does not wince whatsoever. That is Emily's turn. Um, up next is Nolan. Nolan's kind of far away. He's a little bit behind the group, but he... Oh, yeah, this is what he'll do. He'll instruct Murkrow to use Quash uh, and to put Steelix's turn at the end of initiative because it was coming up next. So let's see the check. Steelix fails. Yeah, Steelix's turn will move to the end of initiative for this round. Very cool, Nolan. Uh, up next is Rada. All right. All right. Rada is going to command Agron make a roar into the Steelix. Oh, a tough guy, huh? Cracks knuckles and is like, Agron, roar! Great. Can Show those boss. Can you describe what kind of save that is? Uh, that is a wisdom save, DC 14. All right. Steelix fails. What is the okay, effect? So on a fail, the target is frightened and forced to only move away from the user. If the user attacks at a disadvantage to the target out of their fear, the movement does not provide allies uh, or does not provoke attacks of opportunity. Uh, frightened creature must make a wisdom save at the end of each of their turns to attempt to break the effect. Great. So now with the roar, he has to run away from him. So I'm going to have Agron, like, kind of walk him away from where he was sleeping to get past. Okay, yeah. Um, interestingly enough, yes, this is completely successful, and Steelix is terrified of Agron. Steelix, uh, moving directly backwards from Agron would force it down the stairs. It does not fit, so it chooses to move either left or right against the southern wall, in which case I will flip mm -hmm. a coin. And it chooses to go left, and it... And so besides the item, the, the metallic thing on the ground, um, your path to the stairs is clear while the Steelix is scared. And there you go. Easy peasy. Easy as that. Yeah. It, at, initiative is still happening, but uh, Steelix's turn is last, and it can't really be doing anything at the moment because it's scared of Agron. So right. I'll open it up to the floor if you uh, want to continue fucking with Steelix, or you can just descend. I say we continue. Eyes on the prize. Everyone else? You yeah. are. Great. Um, does anyone instruct Nolan to follow? Uh, yeah. Nolan, go first. Say, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nolan, you first. Okay. Nolan says, yes, absolutely. And he, like, runs, which is a bad idea because it's icy. Um, it's a terrible idea. He, he mm. does actually pass this check. Um, and you all notice that uh, while on the ice, while it is slippery, he, and perhaps you, would also potentially run faster and further if you save well. Um, and so he very quickly catches up to the admins and he descends down the stairs with his Murkrow following close behind. Steelix is uh, in the corner, the left corner, southern left, southern left, yeah, southwestern corner of the room, kind of just staring at Agron. Um, and you all kind of have to walk around this thing that is on the ground and has got a good opportunity to get a closer look or you can just not. Yeah, I'll take a closer look. Sure. Uh, roll investigation this time. That will be a 22. 22. Are you investigating anything in particular about it? I know you were curious about the hole earlier. Um, or do you just kind of want a general lowdown? Um, general lowdown's good. Okay, cool. Yeah, once again, it seems to be vaguely based on a humanoid, but it itself is clearly not human. 
Um, once again, it's about seven feet long, laying on the ground. And you notice with this investigation that one of its hands is outstretched and pointing down the stairs. It's big three-fingered hands with long metal fingers. Um, your investigation check was good enough where you can peer inside the hole on its back. And you don't see wires, but what you do see seems to be akin to runic inscriptions. Um, there is no actual conduit or circuitry, but there are patterns that kind of weave into this crevice in its back. And it is unmoving, unbreathing, and it is very cold and frosted over. Interesting. Uh, anything else before third floor? Third floor sounds good. Third floor sounds good. Uh, the group descends. Nolan is the first one down. And once again, they find themselves in a square-shaped chamber. The uh, inscriptions on the walls and the pillars are ever increasingly more untouched. However, it is also much icier, much colder, much frostier. And at this point, everyone needs to make a DC 10 con save. Um, based on background, let's make it DC 7 for Rada. My friends, I have rolled a natural one. <gasps> oh no! <laughs> Callisto dies. No, <laughs> she does not die. <laughs> Just the people. Okay. Yeah, I definitely guess. Okay. Uh, I love it. Um, eight. Okay. Um, Callisto's chilly. She's she's cold. Callisto is going to have strength and dexterity checks at disadvantage while on this floor. This floor, uh, you're entering from the southern side. Now, once again, there's a door on the northern side. And there's a new element in this room. Um, there appears to be a statue of some sort of something in the middle of the room. Um, there is a humanoid-shaped creature that is certainly not humanoid, um, whose eyes are closed and completely frozen over. Uh, they have their hands above their head, and they are holding a sphere. Um, if you look at the far wall, it seems that there is no actual door that leads to descent further into the dungeon, but there is an impression in the wall that is sphere-shaped. What do you do? Take the sphere from Sphere Guy. Okay. Semily just walks up, grabs Sphere. Sure. Or will oh. attempt to, at least. Sure. Semily goes to grab the Sphere. Uh, Semily puts her hands on it and removes it, and in a flash, the figure that was holding the Sphere upright unthaws, and they just fall to the ground, seemingly unconscious. Um, they Again, they're vaguely humanoid, but they also kind of look like a dog. Uh, they have jackal-esque properties. They are blue and black in color, and they have bone spikes sticking out of some of their limbs and their chest. Ooh. As Semele removes the orb from this, from this, what was a statue, but as apparently a, a, a being of some sort, um, Semele becomes completely frozen over and incapacitated. Icy. So it's a game of freeze tag. <laughs> Get it? Icy. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that was definitely on purpose. Sure. All right. Well, I suppose if we line ourselves up correctly, we could chain the sphere over to the hole. So I will go and take the sphere from Semele. Okay. Uh, oh. Oh, sorry. I mean, if you could have a particular above table comment, I guess, but not in character or anything. I was just going to ask, how heavy is the sphere? Uh, you won't know until you aren't frozen. So. Yeah, okay. you kind of can't good. investigate while you're frozen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so if I'm understanding correctly, then Callisto moves to be north of Semele and then remove the sphere. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Callisto does that. And in a flash, Semele is unfrozen. And now Callisto 
is turned to ice. I say we leave her. <laughs> How heavy is the sphere malamarable? Yes, it seems definitely. Oh, like with telekinetic powers? Telekinesis, yes. Um, Potentially. I'm not going to say straight up yes, mm. but there's a yeah, chance. Yeah, okay. But if I roll well enough, it could happen. Yeah. What if you get a brain freeze? Oh my god. <laughs> Touching it with your mind, dude. So true. I think it's worth attempting, because then none of us have to be frozen. Yeah. Make an intelligence and... check with Malamar for orb telekinesis. This is not a particularly easy check, but it is possible. 16? Okay, great. Malamar is able to move the orb, but not move it without also moving Callisto attached to it. Um, it seems they are frozen together. Okay. Do it. Can I? Can Malamar get it, the sphere, even though it's attached to Callisto, into the uh, hole? Yeah, Malamar does that. Um, as Malamar uses its telekinetic powers to move Callisto ho- holding the orb into the slot in the wall, um, the orb connects with the slot, and Callisto unfreezes, and the part of the wall that has the spherical impression freezes. Damn, she had to unfreeze her. Good work. Yeah, no problem. Like how calm you are. You were just frozen. (laughs) (laughs) Good work. (laughs) It's fine. Good work. You unfroze me. It's better than I can say for the rest of you. I mean, that didn't work. I was just going to throw you at the wall, but, you know, it worked. You know, I'm the lowest rank here, so the more of you that die means the higher up up my rank goes. (laughs) I smack on the back. You think I'm dying anytime soon? (laughs) I don't Semily, think you are. And then he eyes Semily. <laughs> Semily locks eyes with Yuri and says, if you so much as breathe in my direction, I will end you. And I will chalk it up as another casualty on a mission. He just kind of oh, throws oh. up his shoulders. He's like, all right. And then just moves on. <laughs> Nolan decides to be a little submissive and pedantic. And corrects Yuri and says, well, actually, I think I'm the lowest ranked one here. What a fucking simp. (laughs) So, yeah, so the part of the wall, a door, so seemingly a door, but it hasn't opened, is frozen, but there is no pathway to the next floor. (sighs) Hmm. So there's no pathway? It's just a door? Is the door open? That would happen? Yeah. The door did not open. There is no open door. There's a chunk of the wall that is ice. Does anybody have any heat to make it? not be ice or we could try and break the ice i'm sure it's much more brittle now that it is ice that's another ice pun gonna break the ice huh (laughs) break the ice baby i would suggest (laughs) rada use his big strong pokemon to try you show me to head smash the ice that's my suggestion you can see how that goes do it yeah let's let's just tackle the ice ball i don't think we need a strength check for this um, Agron will charge forward into where the sphere was placed and smashes through the wall that had turned to ice. Um, nothing particularly remaining on this floor besides a collapsed Pokemon. You're welcome to move on if you wish. Uh, can I roll like investigation or something to see if I know what type of Pokemon this is? Sure. 17. Okay, and by... Type, do you mean like elemental type or are you looking for species? Like, is it a ghost type like we were told to collect? It is were not. Were we told a... to collect ghost types or get a particular ghost type? 
Collect um, ghost types. Yeah, there was okay. a protocol that stated if you encounter any ghost types, you should take them. And I know the protocol. I did roll for Yeah, this creature is not a ghost type. Um, nope. You rolled high enough where you observe that it is like oddly... How do you say it? It's kind of like dusty, which is weird. But uh. um, it also seems like it is not breathing. Okay. This bitch is dead. This, this bitch dead. Moving on. Fourth floor? Yep. Fourth floor? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Are we, is that the Next. fourth floor? Yeah, it would be. Yeah, okay. The party descends. Believe it or not, uh, it is getting increasingly cold. And at this point, the entire floor is ice. So any movement that is uh, more than 15 feet uh, per six seconds, which only really matters in initiative, you will have to make dexterity saves. At this point, everyone must make a DC 13 con save. I made it this time. <laughs> nice. Five. Okay. The 14. ice hardened me. Okay. 23. Okay. Semily takes eight points of being cold damage and may have difficulty with physical checks while on this floor. Once again, the, the features that are consistent with each floor are becoming more and more defined. It seems like not many people traveled this far into the temple. And there is a there's a sense of a presence in this room, but you do not necessarily see anything. On the opposite side where you entered, which would now be, I believe, the northern side, um, there is kind of like a, a podium or a lectern that has uh, a book on it. And in front of it, there is a door or a part of the wall that may or may not be a door that seems to be sealed with some sort of inscription. Can Malamar intimidate the door? Yeah. Huh? Strength. Or... Nerds want to try to read the inscription? Never. Oh, I don't um... read history books. What? Intimidation's charisma, right? Yeah. It's a 17. 17, that's pretty good. Um, unfortunately, that part of the wall doesn't necessarily feel uh, intimidated. Um, however, you get the feeling that the intimidation was not unnoticed. Perfect. I would like to investigate the inscription, please. The inscription uh, or the book on the podium? I'll start with the book, and I'll tell Nolan to investigate the inscription. Okay. Nolan says, yes, right away. And he uh, scrambles over faster than he should. He is prone to tripping, this time with a higher save. And he gets a natural one. Uh, oh, my God. He I'm going to kill this cat first on his face and slides across the floor. Like a penguin. <laughs> you know, yeah, he actually... His face. He runs over to the door, and he actually falls on it, and he uh, hits his head, and he's actually unconscious. Um, and he's just kind of sliding on the ground. And Murkrow looks very concerned. He didn't lose all of his HP, but he's currently knocked out. Uh, which is very funny. So he's failed at the task that you've given him. Uh, Emily <laughs> all right. walks over to look at the inscription on the... Is it the door? Yeah. Leaves him on the ground. Just like, okay, I'll do what he was supposed to do. Right. But at an appropriate speed. Okay. And so you're going to conduct an investigation of the of the runes on the door? Sure. Okay, and Elodie's reading the book. Not Elodie. Yeah, Fuck. Elodie, like, God she showed it. up. And she... <laughs> names, dude. Names are hard. There's too many names. Uh, Got Cal- it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Callisto is reading the Elodie, book. What are you doing here? Yeah. Yes, okay. Um, Callisto Clis- doesn't need to check to read the book. Um, 15 is pretty good. It seems to be either a pattern that is symbolic of something or an ancient language that Semley does not recognize. 
Um, it seems to be like uh, if if there had to be an intention behind it, Semley's done enough research to understand that this seems to be um, not necessarily a word, but maybe a symbol that represents something. But she doesn't know what it represents. Callisto does not need a check to read the book. Um, Callisto sees that the pages are frozen together and they're open to a page that just has one line of text. And it says, uh, once spoken, I am broken. I once will spoken, say that out loud. Once spoken, I am broken. Okay, make a dex check. Oh, good lord. 19. Okay, there seems to be no effect. Okay, interesting. It's silent. Oh, true, silence. Does Semily say this? Yes. Make a dex check. Great. 15. Okay, that's uh, pretty good. As this is said by Semily, uh, the the group will notice um, slinking shadows from around the pillars begin to circle around them. Ah, more! <laughs> I'm assuming Rada says this. Yep. <laughs> okay, roll a dex check. Can Basque Legion from the shadows see what the shadows are? Yes, Basque Legion can make a check. Uh, 16. Okay, noted. The shadows, um, some of them are themselves shadows that emerge, and they appear to be Pokemon that uh, look to be very cold, and they are floating, and they have a strangely feminine aura to them, and uh, they almost look like they are like a maiden wearing a dress and a bow, um, almost in like a uh, uncannily kind of charismatic way where if you felt like you were lost on a cold mountain and you saw this you would feel like you were saved um accompanying them not within the shadows but casting shadows themselves are floating icy toothy heads that uh approach and they are shivering and they appear to not be happy with your presence they are uh ever enclosing what is yuri's thing i miss that Oh, I was going to investigate to see what they are, but if they revealed themselves. Oh, yes, they revealed themselves at this point with um, Rada's last dex check. Um, they are approaching. They are not in range for attacks. I'm not rolling initiative, but uh, another action or two, and they might. Dang, too bad they revealed themselves. I was going to punch the shadow. Uh, Is the, the door open or no? The door did not open. Hmm. So the riddle didn't open the door. Well... These at least appear to be ghost types, and we were tasked with capturing ghost types. Oh, fuck, true. that's true. So, we I mean, like I would suggest gasly. fighting them. We all only have one, though, right? True, why didn't we take that kid's ghastly? What the... That's true, yeah. We all only have How one many... ball, though, right? Right. How many of the be Pokemon the are there? Let's find out. There are... One, two... <laughs> I'm rolling. Uh, there are two Frostlass. There is two Glalie. So, I mean, we can ca- catch the Frostlasses at least. Yep. I'll throw my ball. At a Frostlass? Yep. Make a Pokemon handling check with an invisible secret DC. That's a 16. 16. Yuri throws his NRG ball um, and a wispy, malicious, sinister beam kind of flashes out of it. It's purple in nature and it's all jagged and spiky. And it encapsulates one of the Frostlasses. Um, and it does one solid revolution on the ground, and it clinks shut, and a frostless has been caught. Cool. I have Basque Legion fetch the ball for me. 
Basque Legion does just that. Um, Basque Legion will probably provoke an opportunity attack from a Glalie. I'm going to roll uh, that. Mm, then maybe not. Okay, Basque Legion will not do that. Well, can he stealthily do it from the shadows? With the dex check, yes. Yeah. Uh, that is an 18. Yeah. Basque Legion does exactly that. Oh, descends are on fire tonight. Yeah. Yuri's killing it. Uh, descends into the shadows, um, scoops up the energy ball, drags it through the shadows back to Yuri. I like to imagine the shadow moves under the energy ball and then the energy ball just kind of sinks into the shadows and then it moves back. Love it. That's perfect. The remaining three Pokemon are taking this more seriously. And yeah, I guess it's initiative time. Do you want to just reroll the initiative or reuse the initiative we had before? It's I'm fine. good with that. Cool. Sure. Um, we will start with Semily then. Uh, can I intimidate first? Yeah, sure. Which one? Awesome. I will intimidate. We'll say one that, of the Glalie. Okay, yeah, we'll say that there is a Glalie that was next to the Frostless that was captured, and there is one that is accompanying the one that is still out. I'll do the Glalie next to the one that was captured. Okay, you do that. Is that it? That's it for intimidate. It is now Semily's turn. Oh right. Fuck, I keep mixing up your names. I have to do something about this. Okay, yes, Semily. Look at our lovely drawings, so you know who's who. True, so true. Hey, just remember, one of them's Elodie. Yeah, just, just, just start saying Elodie instead, it's fine. It was um, me all along. I was the secret villain. It true? wasn't Sam. I am the commander. Honestly? Uh, Semily instructs Malamar to... Psycho cut the Glalie that's accompanying the Frostless is still there. Sure. Please roll to hit. Why are these rolls hot garbage? That's 12. Because I'm stealing all the good ones. 12 to hit. 12 to hit will not hit, unfortunately. Um, the Psycho cut unleashes <laughs> from Malamar's tentacle and uh, phases through Frostless's body. Semly may take an action if she so wishes. She rolls her eyes at the kid who's still passed out on the floor. Great. Good action. Speaking of, it is that kid's turn. He's going to try and wake up. He fails. Uh, <laughs> it's Rada's turn. Uh, how's the distance situation? Like, obviously, I'm next to my team, but, like, how far away are the... Um, we will the... say that uh, unaccompanied Glalie is 15 feet north and west uh remaining frostlass is 20 feet north other glalie is 15 feet north and east from your position so is it possible to position agron that where if i have iron tail it'll be 15 feet between all of them or would i only be able to Ooh, yeah you could swing an iron tail and hit them all if that's how yeah. that move works yeah, it's 15 feet in a circle. So. Yeah, yeah. if you get five, if you get within 10 feet of the northernmost frost slash, you will spin and hit all of them. And I think I'm in range, right? Then? Yeah, you can achieve yeah, that. Okay. Akron has to move a little bit, but... Uh, it yeah, would... that's fine. And it's under 15, so Correct. provoke like the slip. Yeah, okay. Yep. Yeah, we're going to do that. Cool. Um, they all have to make saves, I'm guessing? Uh, yeah. Uh, 16... It doesn't actually say what kind of save it is. Oh, it would um, be... It'd be strength. Well, strength? It'd, yeah, it'd be, be strength. strength, right? Or we dex, use, no, right? it's it's strength or dex, but it's yeah, not it like dependent a... on... It's a strength-based attack, but it's a dex save because they are dodging a tail. That's what it is. Right. Because that's what that we did sense. with okay. Cindy and Meteor Falls. Okay. Right. Okay, that's right. Um, it just doesn't say. Yeah, my bad. Uh, it's all good. First Glalie fails. Unaccompanied Glalie fails. 
Frostlass fails. They all fail. All of them. Great. Um, so if they fail, they lose one AC for the rest of combat. Wow. Uh, it does, and thanks to Crusher, it's actually minus two until the next turn. So what does Crusher say? Crusher is when Agron deals damage with an attack that makes contact, the target suffers minus one AC until Agron's next turn. Very cool. So it stacks up. Yep. All right. Um, so and minus two AC until next turn, and now we roll for super effective damage on all of them. That's correct. Thirty-one. That's pretty good, though. Not gonna yeah. lie. Um, they're all still three ones. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, they're all still standing, but they have all taken significant damage. So, um, as Agron swings their tail around and smacks all of these ice types, um, yeah, nicely done. Anything else for Rada? And now with their minus AC, I'm gonna <laughs> try to slam one of the other Glalies into the ground. Nice. Which one? Um, let's go with the furthest east one. Sure. So I think I can make that distance. Yeah, you can. Fine. Okay. You can just can march up confidently. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, so, yeah. Roll an unarmed... Yeah, roll a strength against this armor class, which has been lowered. Uh, does a 13 hit? With its lowered armor class, it will. Nice. Oh, yeah, I'm just going to, like, sl- pick him up and slam him. Just fucking slam it, dude. Just uh, slam it, dude. Let's do 2d8 plus strength plus proficiency. So whatever your strength score is, plus whatever your proficiency bonus is. Um, you know what my terrible roll combination was? Two threes. No, it was one plus two, which equals three. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's terrible, but it's a 12 damage. 12 damage. Okay, yeah, the yeah. Glalie that you've targeted is at uh, very low HP. Very good. Uranus. <laughs> um, Frostoss is still on the field? Yes. Can I have Basque Legion from the shadows flank it and then hit it with a shadow fang? Uh, sure, that will require a stealth check to get the flank. Let's fucking go. Oh, God. Did he so the number next to skills is what I add to it? Yes. Yes. Okay. That makes it a nine. Okay. I rolled a three, by the way. Oh. Let's go! <laughs> Another three. Yeah, the flank will not be successful. Uh, you will still be able to attack, though. Okay. Rolling to what's the? Are you still trying to move behind it? Uh, if the flank's not successful, then no. Okay, great. The attempt was made, but then being a ghost type itself, it was like "Mm, no, and yeah, uh, just kind of didn't let it happen. Uh, dirty nineteen. Yeah, that succeeds. What is the shadow fane about? Is that a real move? What does the description say? On a natural eighteen or higher, the target's AC decreases by one. Very cool. Uh, it wasn't a natural 18 it was a dirty 19 okay still good 21 great as basculegion takes a chomp out of this frost lass uh it is knocked out and it falls into the shadows and disappears there is two glalie remaining anything else for yuri on that turn nope that's it okay uh callisto hello hello so the frost lass like faded away so it's like no longer um, if you're trying to, I will give you one reaction to try and catch it if you wish, especially because you are after initiative order for Yuri, so it makes sense. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'll I'll try and catch it. We'll right call up. it a reaction, but it will consume Callisto's action in this combat, if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Go for it. That was a twelve. Um, a twelve with its low HP and the bonus that this ball has on ghost types, uh, emits a malicious beam and snags the frostlass before it descends into the shadows and captures it. 
you have a frost last. Very good. Um, Fabulous. Now Mightyena may do something if you so wish. There are two Glalie remaining. Yes. yes, I will do some things. I would first like to howl, mm-hmm. uh, which is a bonus action um, that will give Mightyena and any allies plus eight to damage bonus. Very good. Until my next turn. And then I will... Um, let's go for a crunch. I will crunch one of the Glalies. Crunch time. Do you want to crunch the one that uh, Rada punched to the ground? Or the one that hasn't been punched to the ground? Let's do the one that's been punched to the ground. Okay, you do that. Well, you got to roll for it, but... Yes. It'll be a dirty 20 to hit. Uh, that will hit. Okay, I shall roll some damage here. That will do 47 damage. Wow! Mariana, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, definitely knocks out this Glalie. Um, with a vicious crunch. Powerful dog. Good dog. Um, good dog. Yeah. He's a good doggo. Oh, is that in the notes? That is in the notes, I yes. keep giving you sheets where it's like little, <laughs> little fun bonuses in the notes. That's good. I love it. Yeah. Great. One Glalie remains. It is uh, that Glalie's turn. Glalie's going to attack Rada. With a frost breath. We're gonna Yeah, that's gonna be a con save for Rada. Okay. Uh I only got a nine. Okay. Frost breath come coming into Rada. Uh pretty big hit. Uh twenty-five points of cold damage oh. as uh Burr. Yeah, as Rada gets very chilly from this Glalie. Um the Glalie also starts to move back. It begins to retreat, but slowly. It still has its eyes on the party, but it is retreating in a way. Um, that brings us back to the top with Semily. Uh, Semily, it is your turn. There's one Glalie remaining. It's starting to retreat. Oh. If it's retreating, then like my focus is getting the door open to go to the next. Are you showing mercy? Pretty Semily. weak for an energy admin. <laughs> Get eating grin. Hmm. But the Glalie doesn't have anything we need. Yeah, but we already started the job. Might as well finish it. Do I need to investigate the door again to see if there's anything important on the door? You can try. It would have to be higher than the previous roll on it. What was my previous roll on it? I think it was 16. 15 or 16. Hmm. Well, I did not roll better. That was a nat one. Okay. Yeah, it do be a door with an inscription of sorts. A rune. Can I have Malamar use, like, its te- telekinetic abilities to um, kind of, like, spin the retreating Glalie in, like, a circle to make it, like, dizzy as it's retreating? <laughs> sure. Yeah. This would certainly come off as a save for the Glalie, but I like it when players roll dice. So have Malamar make an intelligence check. 13. Okay. We will say that Glalie is dizzy, and because it's floating, it normally doesn't have issues with the ice. I'm not going to give it the, con- the confusion status, but it has some more difficulty moving, because it just got spun around by funny Malamar doing a little trick. Very cool. Um, that brings us back to Nolan, going to try and wake up. He does. He begins to stir. He's like, oh, what happened to my head? Uh, and that's it for that. Rada, what are you doing? Um... Like Glalie, the Glalie's, is a Glalie running at us now or is just confused? Uh, running away, not confused, but his movement is inhibited. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm just going to go to the door. I don't give a crap about this thing. 
Okay. What do you do at the door? I scream silence at it. Okay. Um, yeah. You scream at it, and uh, you get the feeling that when there was one presence in this room uh, before, many, many more have arrived. You do not see them, but you feel them. May I say that this riddle is very riddly. Uh, it requires a degree of intention, is what I will say. I think we just have to be quiet. All right. <laughs> just sits cross-armed, full, pretzel-legged. <laughs> <laughs> Stares at the door. Okay. What are the other party members doing? Like scowl glaring at it. Uh, Just hanging out. Okay. Yep. Callisto? Yeah, just uh, just stare at the door. I squint more and more at the door as I grow more and more impatient. Okay, sure. Um, the the NRG rating party decides that the solution to this involves just being quiet. Um, and all, all the shadows that arrived when Rada shouted silence begin to encircle uh, the NRG rating party. But as they sit still for 10 seconds, making not a sound... Uh, the rune on the sim on the door uh, flips over, and it opens, allowing you to descend further. And the shadows, the shadows begin to like follow you out, but they do not apparate. They do not show themselves, but they are still like around you. That's dumb. Should have been open in the first place. It was quiet before we got here. We did make noise when we came in. Ah, whatever. Great. Do you all descend? Sure. Yeah. Yes. On to. The fifth floor of the dungeon.